Hey everybody, welcome back to another version of Flock and Gather. It is your only 18-minute podcast to the spa and wellness industry. It's Alan Share, your host. You know me, I run the Spa Association. We've got 80,000 plus members across the world. And today I'm going a couple places and you guys get to go with me. I'm going next door to New Mexico where I have David Morin and we're going out to Maui where I have Sam Small. They run health matter seminars it's certification and continuing education in the clinical and medical spa field gentlemen i am happy to have both you today and by the way in in over 70 podcasts this is the first time i've had two people on at the same time so thanks for doing something new with me today sure glad to be here appreciate it and of course uh david i'm going to start with you because you're my my neighbor next door and i know you said you're off Route 60 in New Mexico, and knowing that I'm a, a one-year, almost one-year citizen of Arizona, I can't wait to explore this, the two states because, you know, the drive between Palm Springs and Minnesota sometimes takes Highway 40 across New Mexico, and that's all you get to see the entire way is Highway 40. Exactly. Yeah, well, we're going to make a change when it comes to that. So I'm really, I'm glad we're doing this today. I'm really uh, curious people, you know, when I first started getting massage, I'm dragging you back probably 40 years now. Everything was about going, get a woo-woo massage and it felt great. And then sometimes, you know, this 30 minutes later, I didn't even feel like I had a treatment. Sometimes depending on the therapist it held for days. Some people doing therapy seemed like their mind were somewhere else. While sometimes I had therapists who I felt their hands were like Chopin. They were masters of the anatomy. This, tell me what you guys, explain to our listeners what you guys are doing to elevate the massage world. Well, if you take the entire massage therapy industry, Alan, and we could divide it into two main areas perhaps, and that would be the area of wellness massage and the area of clinical massage therapy. And what you described 40 years ago, I, f I started 42 years ago, so I know exactly what you're speaking of. <laughs> and frankly, I got bored doing those, uh, those uh, feel-good massages with my client dozing off and, and um, you know, snoring a little bit, and it was boring to me. And, and so I had uh, been to, had two, two graduate degrees and undergraduate degree, and so I got wanting to do more than that. I was intellectually curious. So I began taking courses in more the clinical realm. And that's what I began to experiment with and, and work with and began to work with athletes. And I traveled with a college, my university track and field team for eight years. I've been to two Olympics working with athletes. And I, I represent now the entire clinical side where a person doesn't walk in and say, I want you to work on my neck and my feet. And that's what I want. And yes, sir, I'll be glad to do that right now. Let's get started. It's a matter of you coming in and saying, David, I've, I had a whiplash injury three weeks ago and I can tur can't turn my head. And my doctor gave me some pills, but I, I, can you help me? Yes, we can. But it's not going to be you laying down and getting that nice full body, relaxing, soothing massage, head to toe between your toes and all of that. It's going to be assessing your injury. How far can you move one way or the other? Let's begin gently and we'll begin a treatment program and design a way of helping you where you might want to come in a couple of times a week for two to three weeks and then say, you know, David, I've had several treatments with, uh, with you with this therapy or your, your designate 
And by gosh, that that work, and in addition to the homework that you've given me, has made a huge difference because no one ever touched me. The doctor gave me pills. The physical therapist gave me exercises. The chiropractor, if I went to him, wants to crack my neck or pop my neck, pop my back. No one really worked on me in the area that I needed it and focused in that way, like a Chopin with the hands that are able to do wonders when they are able to to have the time to focus on your neck without you complaining, David, you didn't do my feet yet. You see what I'm saying? So that's the focus that I'm at. And that's the courses that I've been teaching for close to 40 years and the online program that Sam created a number of years ago. That's where we're coming from. And frankly, I've been wondering for years now why the spa industry is leaving money on the table by not bringing in clinical therapists to offer clinical therapy. All right, David. In addition to the foo-foo. We're going to talk about that in a minute because I, I look, I, we all know people, they still want to go in for foo-foo. That's all they want. And they're not really inclined to think differently for people like me and a lot of people in our industry. And you know, I firmly believe you need to use allopathic medicine when it's necessary and not for running to the doctor when you, you need pills or you got a sniffle. But my primary healthcare go-to is the massage therapist I see and the chiropractor that I go to. If I'm not getting resolution in those areas, I might go somewhere else. Don't you think, or do you see that in today's world, that's really becoming more common where people want to go get a good massage first, you know, work on my neck or work on my back or work on my knee. In fact, I just changed my golf swing. I'm a crappy golfer. So ignore that for the minute. I changed my golf swing and now I have pain in my left leg. So I'm actually getting a massage on Sunday. So that's my, my first go-to. But aren't you seeing more of that as you guys are doing your certifications and seminars that people have kind of woken up a little more to non-allopathic care? Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's Sam here. Uh, you know, uh, well, What's the, non-allopathic the, about our care? The... <laughs> The, uh, you know, the hospital association just a couple of years ago in the midst of the opioid epidemic uh, mandated that uh, all national uh, ho- uh, affiliated hospitals offer at least three non-pharmacological pain remediation methodologies. And massage is, is, is one of those. Um, you can you know, uh, supplant uh, and do away with opioids in in many cases uh, by using the appropriate uh, clinical massage to target a specific pain or injury or a condition um, uh, and relieve a client's level of pain uh, using these techniques. And that's what we teach uh, the entire, go ahead. Sam and David, I, I love, you've now both used the words clinical massage. Something resonates in my head when I hear you say, uh, clinical massage. So what what has been the conundrum here? Why has the greater spa, and I'm going to say medical world, not kind of embraced this, uh, let us help fix you and get everything back in alignment, make you feel better through medical massage, as opposed to first running for the doctor? Well, you know, a, a, uh, lot, of, a lot of the uh, uh, massage schools of the past couple of years have consolidated and they are seeking uh, federal uh, school funding 
uh, to, uh, to, uh, to help with tuition. And to do that, they have to have an arrangement of, for placement of their graduates. And their placement of the graduates tend to go towards the chains, the franchises. And the franchises are basically offering exclusively a relaxing massage. So the massage schools are not teaching the clinical methodology. They're not teaching those protocols because they're not needed to place those students in jobs when they graduate. And that's why we exist, is to take the next step so that someone graduating from a basic massage school can come and take an advanced training and learn all the, these clinical protocols so that they know how to address a client's specific pain and injury. Well said. David, what did you want to add to that? I, I didn't want to add anything to that. No, because Sam did a good job, didn't he? <laughs> All right, gentlemen, tell me, if, if I was looking for a therapist and I said, I, I need a better therapist, I, I have this chronic issue, it's bothering me, how do people find therapists who have had training or certification in medical or clinical massage? What, do you have a site or somewhere they would go they can find a practitioner? We, we have a have site a where people can have a, can find a practitioner of the of our training, graduates of our training. Yes, in terms of generally getting the word out, clearly it's a matter of marketing in whatever way we can, or anyone can to physicians and to places where those referrals would come from David, for the specific injuries. What's the website? Where do people go? Therapyedu.net. It was too quick. Say it again. It's the same as my email address. It's therapyedu.net. Ah, got it. Edu.net. Okay. I like that because I think it's important for people to be able to explore. And on that website, they can find out about your certification and, and uh, trainings as well. For correct? massage therapists. We, we accept uh, licensed massage therapists already to take our advanced training. We don't take people off the street and train them how to do the work we do. We, we insist on a person having a degree, uh, excuse me, a diploma from a massage school or in states where they have licensing, they have a license. Got it. Must have a license to get into our program. Can you tell me, given that Sam's in Hawaii and you're in New Mexico, um, this I'm going to assume for the moment is online training. So tell me about the training and then tell me if you guys are, whether you're at uh, AMTA or what, any one of the trade shows where they might find you as well. We don't generally go to trade shows. We are available for uh, information, anyone that would seek to uh, find us. Got it. And tell, tell me then about the, the training. How long does a class take to well, get a certification, et cetera? I started training about over 20 years ago where I was traveling and teaching six two-day courses. So a total of 12 hours of, or six weekends, you might say, of training. And then along around, I moved to Maui in 06 and was continuing to travel many states. And Sam became a videographer, did some superb work on the videography work and editing, which is uh, one of his areas of excellence. And then uh, he, he said to me, being the entrepreneur that he is, that, David, why don't we film your classes? And sure enough, we filmed the classes. And then there was an economic downturn and we opened up an online program. And now we have students in many, many countries around the world. Instead of me traveling to uh, uh, Everett, Washington, or to Berkeley, California, and, and hoping to get a class of 20 or 40 people together. We have, I have a student in, uh, 
in Italy. I have a student in Ireland. It's just amazing to me what has happened with the divergence of interest in this program. And it's gratifying to me as a teacher that I'm now almost 80 and I don't need to travel to every state in the union to get the word out, frankly, or, or go to those trade shows even. I don't go to those trade shows. We, we ask that uh, folks look at our, our work that we're presenting and word of mouth is always the best thing in, in anything uh, in your industry as well. Word of mouth still rules. So we have a lot of that going on and we've been, been at it a while and, and we, we do well with it. We do quite well. David, Ellen, how many, oh, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, Alan, typically the, uh, a working therapist, we advocate spend at least five hours a week uh, studying our videos uh, and our extensive course manual. Um, if they follow that particular pace, they can complete our entire very comprehensive program in about five months time. We've had students over the past pandemic who've been, you know, sequestered at home um, and they've been spending, you know, if you do five uh, hours a day, five days a week, you can power through our entire curriculum in six, seven weeks. Wow. Uh, okay. But but for a working therapist, fitting it into their life, uh, uh, it, it'll take five months. It's a very comprehensive program. Well, um, the David, it raises the level of massage therapy to something unique though, right? Because just as we started this conversation talking about woo-woo massage, I think people are going to therapists for so much more than that today. They are. Right? Indeed. They are looking, they are looking for it. And it's a great opportunity. You know, I package this and market the program and I'm working with med spas that are taking their entire staff we just packaged 12, class, 12 students um, uh, uh, that, uh, that 12 therapists from a particular clinic are now all taking our course together. And the owner of that clinic, once they've all graduated, is opening up a new tier, a new offering, an add-on, uh, a higher priced massage of clinical medical massage to their existing clientele. They're opening up a whole new menu uh, option based on the coursework that, that her therapists are taking with us. And the flip side of that, Sam, for, for Alan's uh, awareness, is that we, we now have graduates who are seeking and finding uh, occupations in good jobs in hospitals, sometimes to work on the staff of hospitals, sometimes to work on some of the patients in the orthopedic wards, for instance. We have students who are graduating and seeking employment in other medical clinics and rehab clinics and chiropractic clinics and physical therapy clinics and creating their own clinic with several therapists or completely, as I was, completely in private practice. All right, a couple of questions. And, and before we go on, I, I also want to differentiate because the, one of the things that's very different about the clinical approach to massage, and, and this differs from what spas are typically doing, our clients do not disrobe. They, we, we, we treat our clients with a, with a simple cotton t-shirt and sweatpants and we work through that clothing. And that changes the dynamic. It opens the door to people that have body issues that don't want to go. They don't want their body seen. 
that's a huge portion of the population. And, and for a spa to open their doors and bring in new and different clientele, that's where David you know, talks about why are spas leaving money on the table? Because you can open up yourself, your facility to a larger population to people who do not want to disrobe. I love that idea. And, and so our, 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 our graduates, Alan, are more aligned with doctors, chiropractors, and physical therapists with that close-on approach and athletic trainers. We've been speaking today with Sam Small and David Morin. They're with Health Matters. It is a certification and continuation education program in clinical and medical massage. You can find them at therapyedu.net. Guys, in the, in the closing minutes here, I have a couple quick questions. Uh, yeah. One, um, I love the idea of medical massages closed because sometimes people are just in a hurry too. They want to come in, they need 30 minutes, they need 45, they want something worked on. And I think there's a huge benefit to not all of the time needed to dress and undress and get water and do everything else along the way. Um, secondly, one of the biggest issues confronting our industry right now is shortage of therapists. What are we going to do? Can either one of you address how we're going oh, to fix that? Absolutely. You can, you know, David himself is 78 years old and, you know, over 20 years ago, he blew out his thumbs. And to be able to continue doing the work that he loves, he had to modify the way that he delivers treatments. And so now he teaches, we have, we have hand tools, thumb savers that he's developed, and the therapists are able to extend their careers. You know, therapists typically burn out after only seven years. Yeah. And so a, a, a facility can maintain their staff for a lot longer using the tools and the techniques that David has developed. He has something called less push more pull because you, as a therapist, you're constantly pushing and you burn out your shoulders. And so David, you know, it, it and this all, it, so much of this ties together. The, the clothes on a, a client that facilitates the sideline position, because if you take a naked client and drape them in the sideline position, the drape tends to fall off. So therapists don't use the sideline position. That's right. And, we, and with that, you can actually be a, a therapist and, and take a seat. David works with a rolling stool. So he doesn't have to stand all day long. He can work off the rolling stool and very effectively treat a patient in the sideline position. Gentlemen, because we're you, doing specific work. I don't have to get around the body. Yep. I'm either treating a plantar fasciitis or a hamstring or a leg like yours, Alan, or the uh, whiplash injury, and I'm, it, it can be all done in that way. And, and I, would, I would gonna... love to be a consultant to, to you uh, guys anytime you would like any spa oh, members who would like to create something well, like can, that. They can find you at therapyedu.net. Guys, it's, this is fascinating. I have to tell you, the first thing I'm going to do when we – get off this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go look at your website. I should have done it in advance and see who's uh, doing therapy in my area. We've been in New Mexico. We've been in Arizona. We've been in Hawaii today. I'd call that a pretty good day. How about you guys? Yes. That's Alan, wonderful. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much, Alan. Thank you guys a ton. And people remember, please be kind to one another.